Welcome back to the Jewish World Podcast. If you're here and you've done this every single day this week, send us an email at shalom at the Jewish Road and we'll send you a piece of matzah. That's a good one. Yeah, isn't it like some people they'll say like, hey, like write this really long uh, paper in college and they'll throw in this line, you know, to see if their prof is actually reading it. If you read this, I'll buy you a pack of beer or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Let's uh, let's see who does that, but um, we'll we'll have the fulfillment department take care of that. Um, hey, so yeah. we we've been going through uh, the Passion Week uh, through a Jewish perspective, and that Jewish perspective is really uh, through the eyes of Jesus, who is experiencing all this, who knows what's going on and sees it. Uh, I do think that we have not had a real clear picture of this in the church as we have observed it. We've gone straight from Palm Sunday, Jesus riding in on a donkey, and then we get to Good Friday. And those are the services we have. And man, it, it would be amazing. You could actually sit down and, and look every single day of the week, which is what we've been doing, um, yeah. and look at what's going on. And, and you know, what's interesting is uh, I think a lot of this gets, you know, just flown over and missed uh, because this is referred to from Palm Sunday and Good Friday is it's referred to as Passion Week. And, you know, it, it would be good to think of it as Passover Week because that's what's happening in this particular week. Yeah, I mean, you could. I, I still think that Passion Week is good, but we don't really necessarily get the the sense of why this is the passion we could like it it's impassioned, right? It's, it's yeah. these really intense, crucial conversations that are taking place and, and we have to dive deep into them to really understand. Now, uh, over the last few days, we've been talking about um, the testing of the lamb, right? The 10th of Nissan, we're going to set aside the lamb and we're going to inspect and scrutinize and, and make sure that it is perfect for the sacrifice for Passover on the 14th of Nissan. Um, the tables get turned every single time, but this is a, a, a confrontation, you know, four times Yeshua is confronted by the religious leaders and four times he answers and he shows himself to be that perfect lamb of God without spot, without blemish. He's talked to scribes and Pharisees and Sadducees and Herodians. Everybody's put him to the test, but now he turns the tables on them and he has a question for the religious leaders on the last day that Yeshua is speaking publicly he, he says this, so it's very important to hear what he says. And we've talked about the authority. We've talked about poli- politics. We've talked about theology. This last message is about his identity. Who is Jesus? Oh, and, and this, is, uh, he, he, this is a testing that is different than the previous three. Uh, the previous three were testings by the religious leaders this one is a testing by yeshua jesus the lamb of god himself and in matthew chapter 22 and verse 41 he says to them what do you think about the messiah whose son is he this was a question that he asked what do you think about the messiah whose son is he 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 is saying this to the Pharisees and to the scribes in the hearing of all of the people. And in chapter 22 and verse 42, it says, they said to him, David's, David's, whose son is he? David's son. And they understood that much. 
you know, but I want you to, to notice there is a definite article in the Matthew text when the question is asked and it, it would read more like, what do you think about the Messiah? And he's distancing himself at that point, uh, at that moment. And, you know, he's simply asking, what is your view of the Messiah? Whose son is he? And they reply, David's. Yeah, well, so the answer is correct. He is David's son. That's true, but it just didn't go far far enough. It it was almost complete. There was a part of the answer that they leave off. And so he gives a brief exposition of scripture that leads them into the rest of the truth of his true and complete identity. And you have to go to Luke 20 and starting in verse 41, he, he says this, how is it that they say the Messiah is David's son? For David himself says in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Let me read that again, because it's confusing. And this is a hard thing to get. This is this is a tough, uh, tough thing to conceptualize. Right. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. David calls him Lord. And how is he his son? It's it's a brilliant question, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no Jewish father would ever call his son Lord. (laughs) So why is David calling his son Lord? See, Adonai in Psalm 110. And that's who Jesus, that's what the scripture uh, Jesus is referring to. David is calling the Messiah both Lord and God. The, The Lord That is to say, God said to my Lord, Messiah, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. And in verse 44, he asks the question, therefore, David calls him Lord. And how is he his son? It's just amazing. You know, the Messiah must not only be David's lineal descendant but he also must be his divine Lord. So here the the Messiah, you know, is the son of David, but he's also the Lord of David. And the rabbis understood the Psalm in a messianic sense, and it had its true fulfillment in one greater than David. This is according to the rabbis and their view of this text. Yeah. I mean, it's Uh, not that hard to imagine, right? Like, you are the father and I am your son. So I am part of your lineage. But don't you ever have those times when you look at me and say, my Lord. <laughs> I get back on track if I was you. <laughs> I was just trying to make it applicable so that everyone could understand what's going yeah. on here. Well, the, the result, again, man, these are the best like gotcha moments. In, in Matthew 22, verse 46, it says, No one was able to answer him a word, nor did anyone dare from that day on to ask him another question. It's amazing. Every single time, four days in a row that happens. But sadly, you know, they they don't ask any more questions, but it also doesn't say that they actually believed. They they really, at this point, just kind of ramped up the hatred. And uh, when next they appear on the scene, it's going to be with force. Matthew 26, 47, when uh, Judas leads them back to where he is in the 
in uh, on the Mount of Olives. You know, this was the last thing he ever said in his public ministry. It's it, it, this is a final opportunity for individuals to come to him to acknowledge that he is God as well as a man. This he is the God man. And, you know, I say it's an opportunity for individuals to come because the unpardonable sin, you know, we look back to that, uh, you know, frequently here, that, that was a national sin. But individual Jews could still come to the Lord uh, today also, uh, we're, we're glad to say. So at, as to his humanity, he is David's son. But as to his deity, he is David's Lord. That's right. And so the kingdom will have to wait. Uh, the people, they were hoping for this national political liberation, but they totally misunderstand the possibilities of spiritual redemption. You have through these interactions, all of the religious leaders, they're silenced by the answers of Jesus. Um, this one who rode into Jerusalem a few days earlier proved to be without spot or blemish. And that meant that he could proceed to the cross to really be the true Passover sacrifice. And, you know, we asked the question in the beginning, uh, why is this Passover different from any other? You know, that is why this particular Passover, that Passover back then, uh, 2000 years ago, was different than any other Passover. It changed the entire world. That's right. Uh, I, I hope that over the course of this week, uh, this has deepened your faith, uh, deepened your perspective of stories that have probably been familiar. Um, and we are, are adding a different level that may be unfamiliar, but if you truly search the scriptures and study them, become a student of the word, that you'll find that there is far more than meets the eye. And even with what we have found and discovered in our own journeys, um, we're still scratching the surface. You were even just saying the other day, uh, the more I read, <laughs> the more I realize I don't know. Yeah, you know, I mean, and and that would be an encouragement for all of you to stay in the word consistently. Just keep reading. And even when you think nothing is happening, uh, keep reading because God can take what it is that you're reading and make connections from this po point of scripture to another point of scripture. And all of a sudden light bulbs go off and, uh, you know, uh, that happens to me a lot of times. So I'm, I'm not at the end of, uh, knowing everything by a long shot, but, uh, you know, just keep plugging away, keep, keep learning, stay faithful, stay in the word. That's, that's the only uh, resource that you have. That's the thing that is perfect. Uh, you're not going to get any uh, fulfillment out of this world. I think that that's the reason that we're doing this and we're, we're putting out, I mean, essentially this is content that we're putting out. This is our life's work uh, and our life study. Uh, but we're trying to make this accessible and not just be buckets where the information begins and ends with us, but that we want to be conduits and be able to have this information go out. And so whether that's through blog posts, whether that's through this podcast, or even just recently, uh, we filmed our first course, went up into an upper room of a barn in Kentucky, and we filmed 10 lessons surrounding the Passover story. So this is everything leading up to that Passover Seder that Jesus had with his disciples. Um, and what we do with the course is we take 10 lessons and we walk through uh, the traditional elements of a Passover Seder. And that is something that you can find on our website. If you go to the jewishroad.com, 
there's a button on the top that says courses and you can go in there and you can purchase the course and uh, really go through that. And we encourage you, uh, we're not going to be uh, nitpicky and have all these weird things about licenses and it's only good for one person. Like invite a crowd um, and sit down and go through the content together and do a Passover Seder together. Walk through those elements uh, and then have us out. Um, we're, we're getting through. Um, we're totally booked for the next uh, couple of weeks, but there's no reason why we can't walk through this story. The story is timeless and it should always be done. Uh, and I, I hear a lot of people say, I don't know if you hear this, but they say, oh yeah, we did that a few years ago. And they think like, well, you know, so we, we checked that box off. We don't have to do it again. Yeah, no, God, God said, do it every year. He said, you're, you're going to teach this from generation to generation. And the only way you can teach it is by, is by observing it, doing it and uh, making it a part of your life. Uh, this is going to enrich and uh, fulfill uh, a lot of understanding of who God is and what he expects of us. Yeah. And so I, I always tell people, I said, well, did you uh, celebrate Christmas or Easter five years ago and yeah. uh, just do it once and check yeah, it check off. off the box? Yeah. Right? Like, Hey, done with that. Try, try telling that to your kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I, if I told my kids, Hey, we did Passover last year, we're not doing it again this year. There'd be a revolt in my house. Yeah. To give Good. us the horseradish. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that we're doing something right. If we do that, but I think it's may, maybe mostly about the matzo balls at this point, which you can't totally blame them. We, we hope that uh, you find this uh, helpful. And, uh, you know, if you do, we're putting this out uh, to a lot of people out there. And uh, if you wanted to support what we're doing financially, we wouldn't object to it. So where, where do they go for that, Matt? No, it's still on the website, thejewishroad.com. There's a button there that says donate. And, uh, you know, this is, we, we're, we're tent makers. And so we, we have other ways of, of supporting, but really this, there, there's a cost to doing this um, yeah. with all, there's all these different, you know, things you got to plug in and you got to pay for to really distribute things. So that was one of these beautiful surprises about starting a nonprofit, but you know, thankfully uh, the Lord has been uh, really good to us. And um, we're thankful for all of the different people that we've got to meet along the way and people who've joined us, which kind of keeps us going. And uh, we'd love uh, one day to just do this all the time. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Well, uh, the next time you hear from us, uh, we are going to be uh, releasing one more. This is the bonus one. And we're going to release it on what you may know as Resurrection Sunday. Um, and hopefully you don't know it as Easter Sunday. Um, <laughs> we're going to call it the Feast of First Fruits. And want you to know uh, why we totally object to the Easter bunny and any egg hunt. Um, why we think it's the worst possible thing you could do. Um, <laughs> how, how's that for a lead? Yeah, there, there you go, boy. They're either chomping at the bit or running for the hills. Yeah, that's right. So we just split the audience. But um, we're <laughs> going to talk about that and uh, why, why this is such a significant thing. And, and then we're going to take a nice long nap. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That would be good. Yeah. <laughs> if, if only we could sleep when we put our head on the pillow, then that'd be even better. Thanks for listening to the Jewish Road podcast. Uh, we're so excited that you've been joining us. Uh, tell some folks, tell some friends, and uh, let's get a whole tribe. Let's get 12 tribes to be listening to all of this, and uh, we'll get the word out um, the, to not only equip and help Christians to make sense of the roots of their faith, but we really want to reach out uh, to the Jewish people and help them to make sense of who Jesus is. So yeah, that's it. That's why we're here. Yep. Until next time, Shalom, Shalom, Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.